The content shared on Your Life, Your Wealth Network reflects the views of the host and guests of the program only and are not necessarily the views of Cordasco Financial Network or its advisors. This media production is educational in nature and should not be construed as financial, legal, or tax advice or a solicitation or presentation of sale of any financial products or services. Please consult a professional prior to making any financial, tax, or legal decision. Welcome to the Your Life, Your Wealth Network, helping you find clarity and comfort for your life and wealth. Now, here's your host, financial advisor and CEO of Cordasco Financial Network, Steve Cordasco. Hey, welcome to the Your Life, Your Wealth Show. I'm John Walker, sitting behind the boards today for Steve Cordasco. Thrilled to be here to talk to you about a vehicle that most of you are familiar with, many of you take advantage of, and that is your 401k plan. So we're going to talk a little bit about why it's so critical to maintain the integrity of your 401k plan. And we're going to talk about what that means. And we're going to look at it not only from the perspective of you maybe as the plan participant, but we're going to dive in a little bit for those who are maybe the plan sponsors or who are the business owner uh, and give you some strategies that you can also leverage to maintain the integrity of the plan itself. It's really oftentimes one of the biggest savings vehicles, retirement planning vehicles that folks have at their disposal. Thrilled to welcome in my great colleague at Cordasco Financial Network and our in-house expert on all things retirement planning, Mr. Dennis Jablonski. Dennis, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. John, a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to dive in here, Dennis, a little bit. And what we mean when we say the integrity of your 401k plan, I think is really important for our listeners to understand. There's some critical steps that you can take, of course, to take advantage of your 401k plan, right? Certain things we've talked about in the past, which is certainly contributing, right? Step one, (laughs) making the effort to contribute, contributing so that you are at the level that if a match is available, you're receiving that match. And there's some other ones as well, right? From an employer standpoint, whether you're a small business owner or sole proprietor or even a CEO of a large company, the intent of the 401k plan is great. It's for the participants. It's for tax-deferred savings, and everybody understands the importance of putting money away. But we have to understand that these rules and regulations regarding 401k plans continue to evolve and change. So you really do need to be very involved with the plan after it's put in place, right? You have a fiduciary obligation. We have to make sure that the funds are doing what they're supposed to be doing. We have to make sure the fees are what they're supposed to be. And as importantly, we should make sure that the participants understand the importance of the plan and all the elements in it. Because most people, when they're fortunate enough to get involved in a 401k plan, they meet the requirements. They go and they join and they say they want to put 3% of their money in, and that's great. And then it just sits there. Great concept, but now there's more steps to follow through. Things that you should be doing if you're not from a participant standpoint, and more importantly, things that you shouldn't be doing and consider before you do them. But once again, from the employer standpoint, we do need to make sure that we're very aware of these changes in the plans and making sure that the participants are getting the full extent of the education and help that they really want and are looking for in a plan, John. Let's start with the part for those that are the participant, right? Which is the most of the people that we work with, they're contributing to their 401k plan. And we help them here at Cordasco Financial figure out 
how that savings vehicle fits into their broader plan, right? And that's something to remember sure. too. We would encourage everyone listening to make sure it's a part of a broader retirement strategy. To do that, you need to understand exactly how your plan works. You need to take advantage of the best portfolio mix within it for yourself and make sure that it complements all the other investment vehicles that you have. There's the integrity of your 401k within your broader plan. But what we really wanted to tackle as well today was what happens when life throws you a curveball, a hardship occurs, right. and you, you don't know maybe what your best option is. It, we thought it would be really helpful for folks listening to understand why it may not be the best idea to leverage your 401k plan when life throws you a curve. Because while it may be your biggest liquid savings vehicle, theoretically, I think we can outline a few reasons why it may not be the best idea to borrow from your 401k plan because it has broader consequences to your overall retirement plan. There's a lot to consider before you make the leap or make the decision to deal with a hardship in life by dipping into your 401k. So one of the things that we should make sure people understand, and the first thing that I think is critical to highlight is repaying that loan may actually cost you more than what you originally contributed. Listen, your 401k is your retirement. And if you do have a hardship because things happen, and statistically, there's not many of us that are hardworking people that have an emergency savings plan there to take care of things that happen. Life happens around us, right? Accidents happen, roofs, major renovations happen, things happen out of the blue. When you're on a month-to-month budget and you don't have that emergency, there's other pools of money. Now, your retirement savings is exactly that. There are reasons to take a hardship withdrawal, but we have to remember the difference between a loan and a hardship withdrawal. They're two big differences. But let's talk about taking a loan, basically borrowing money from yourself. Your point, John, repayment to yourself, it could cost you more than your original contributions, right? Because remember... You're contributing to the 401k on a pre-taxed basis. And that means you'll be paying yourself back on that loan with after-tax money. So think about that alone, right? We're already putting this pre-tax money and we understand it's ours. We're able to borrow 50% of that accrued value. But wait a minute, I I now have to pay myself back on a after-tax basis. And that's a little concerning. If you're in a 25% tax bracket, right, or an effective tax rate of 25%, 75 cents on the dollar is what's going to actually repay your loan. So it's a lot more expensive, even though it feels right that you're borrowing it from yourself at a really low interest rate, you're actually going to have to spend a lot of money to pay yourself back, more than you recognize. You mentioned the term borrowing at a low interest rate. The interest rate overlooks a lot of lost opportunity, right? There's a cost to taking that money out of its earnings potential. And we always recommend with people that we work with to stay disciplined and make sure that you stay invested, right? We don't try to time markets. Markets have minds of their own. To try to time a market is is very difficult to do. That's why we want to stay invested. We want to stay disciplined. When we borrow that money, remember, we're taking that money out of our account. It's literally leaving the account and thus is not involved in the investments 
that they were, right? So now we're taking money out of the market. And there's opportunity lost there because we know from a performance standpoint over the last now 11 years, I guess, to take any pool of money out of the markets sometimes isn't the most prudent thing to do. If you lost out on 5% conservatively on growth on that asset, just basically tack that into whatever interest rate you're paying, right? So it wasn't a cheap loan in reality because you lost out on 5% compounded for the five years, six years, whatever, how many years you took it out of the account. That's an expensive loan when you put it in real terms. And we know that historically and statistically, if you were to miss three, five, eight of the best market days of the year, that could affect your performance for years to come, five, seven, 10 years down the road. Because once again, staying in the market, staying invested is the way to go. If you miss some of those great market days by being out of the market, that could take multiple years to replace the amount of performance that you could potentially lose. One of the other unintended consequences is it may unhinge your ability to contribute while you have the loan, right? Some plans restrict you from making additional contributions until you pay off the loan. So you might miss the ability to continue to fund pre-tax that might have tax consequences. You also, maybe depending how much the loan amount is, you may not have enough disposable income in your budget to continue to contribute and pay the loan. So the consequences in the long term, when you multiply that over the long term and think about the compounded earnings that are lost, that might set back your plan significantly. It might push back your retirement by a few years. There could be some really tenuous consequences to doing that. And let's put a little meat on that bone of what you just said, John. So so most calculations suggest that your money will and can double on average every eight years while invested. So if you take the money out and that gap becomes wider by skipping those contributions, and possibly missing the matches that that employer is able to give you, that's just not a good strategy. The assumption is that you'll be able to pay back the loan without any undue hardship and on time, but statistically, most folks who borrow can do that. But if you are unable to, it makes a bad situation significantly worse, right? Because if you default on the loan, it actually gets converted to a withdrawal and now it's taxable income and potentially a penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half. So it could take a bad situation and make it significantly worse. And God forbid, Dennis, you lose your job or leave when you've already taken this out. Just being aware of the fact that you now have this loan out there and then something were to happen with employment because we know what's going on around us. We have a lot of unemployment. We have a lot of people that are considering going back to work. We have a lot of people that may not have an opportunity to go back to that job that they had 12, 16 months ago, right? So there's a lot going on there. But to your point, if you do lose that job and all of a sudden there's a whole nother um, set of rules involved with that repayment because you're now considered an ex-employee. So now you have uh, the clock starting to tick and you have time frames and you're under constraints that could make it financially extremely much more difficult than dealing with the burden of having to borrow money to take care of an immediate need or an emergency. The other really concerning thing is that you might lose that cushion that you've built for the future and mm-hmm. tapping those resources now may 
continue to perpetuate poor financial choices you might be making. It gives you a, a, an easy out, potentially, right? But maybe should be the indication that you need to take a look at your finances and your lifestyle and look at your spending habits, your budget, and other things. Look, sometimes things are unavoidable. We recognize that. And there's what John Lennon said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. There are reasons why it may be your only resource. But it's critical that you explore all your other options before you do this, even though it seems like it's a really cost-effective way to do it. There's a lot of hidden cost to doing this, even though it feels like you're paying yourself back really can jeopardize the longer term strategy that you may have built and put in place. Even psychologically, you have a disciplined plan in place and you're participating and you're rebalancing your account. All of a sudden you have a loan out, your mentality, your mindset may change that, wait a minute, I have to become so much more aggressive now because if I've taken money out and I'm going to try to make up what I've taken out by performance, so I'm going to reallocate incorrectly probably to try to make up for that money that I borrowed. And, and now all of a sudden you have a totally different financial mindset regarding your retirement plan. And sometimes we make emotional decisions with our money at times of stress, they tend to be the wrong decision um, to be made at that time. There's a role here, Dennis, that the employer can play as well. And that if you're a plan sponsor, if you're a business owner listening and you're thinking, oh man, it's my responsibility to help my people when it comes to their retirements. And that's why I put this in place, right? I put this benefit in place to help my employees as a way to help them prepare for retirement. There's steps that you can take to help prevent what we would call retirement plan leakage. A congressional committee on taxation estimates that 22% of net contributions to 401k plans by those 50 or younger are withdrawn in the form of hardships, loans, or cash outs. So that's an alarming figure. That's almost a quarter of the money being contributed into retirement plans, employee plans, that is getting withdrawn before retirement, right? And so that has real consequences for the employee, but also for the employer. Help our listeners understand what steps employers can take to help solve this problem. I can't tell you how many 401k meetings that I attend with the business owners when we go out and do what we do to partner with our 401k companies. When I have my individual meetings, the participants come up and they're not going to ask the questions in an open forum, but they'll ask me behind a closed door, hey, Dennis, uh, you know, what's the difference between a Roth and a traditional? What happens if I need to borrow the money? So they, they want to be educated, but we're not doing that, right? So as an employer, you need to have a disciplined process to make sure that your employees are being educated to every facet and every nuance of this plan because they want it and they need it and they demand it. And by not providing it to them, by the way, you're busy running your company and looking at your revenues and your bottom line. And I get that in your HRs looking at the next employee and going through resumes. I get that, but it still is the ultimate responsibility of the business owner to make sure that they are providing everything they can for those participants. You really do need to partner with somebody that's going to come in as a fiduciary to really help you co-manage that plan and to help you with all of the specifics regarding the plan itself. And from a partnership perspective, make sure that you're really educating the employees on a disciplined basis 
to get them to fully understand every decision that they make with their money inside of that retirement plan. Yeah. And one of the things, Dennis, I think we're seeing too, and the industry is starting to dance around is employers being able to offer like an emergency savings vehicle to their employees as a part of their benefits plan, right? So thinking through, in addition to the 401k plan, or some form of employee retirement plan. Also giving employees the ability or encouraging them to contribute to a separate vehicle for these types of moments. That's something that the industry is responding to and I think is has escalated as a result of the pandemic. And so I think that's something that's also important to consider. Agreed. Working with someone who can help partner with you on this and help you find the right balance that allows your employees to access their funds, but also encourages them to contribute. That's the best thing you can do for them to increase your plan participation and encourage them to start saving for their retirement. You're going to need a partner here who can help with that and help do that delicate dance for you. It's your job, business owner. It's my job as the relationship manager on the Cape plan to make sure that we really are encouraging education. And the biggest thing that we always talk about, John, is budget. Try to create some emergency savings as difficult as it is. You put a couple hundred bucks away, start to create that emergency savings account. And that's all staying within your budget. It's great to talk about the 401k plan, but then when you start to educate the participants, you're talking to them about their personal savings, being much more disciplined in their approach. And once again, the money could always be available from the loan, but Strongly encouraged to think about all these considerations before going that route. So lots of great information shared here, Dennis. I really appreciate you joining me on the program to discuss why it's so critical to maintain the integrity of your 401k plan, why if you're faced with an unexpected event and you need access to funds, exploring all your other options before defaulting and going to your 401k plan as a savings vehicle is really, really important. And as the employer, the things that you can do to help position your employees for the best possible scenario and some new things that you can do, including encouraging savings vehicles outside of the 401k plan for them and why it's so critical, whether you're the employee or the employer, that you're taking advantage and working with a partner with your plan who's keeping you on track and putting it in the context of your larger retirement plan and reminding you and helping you focus and know all your options that are available so that you stay on track for retirement. Dennis Jablonski from our Cordasco Financial Network team, thank you so much for joining us to discuss this really important topic. John, thanks for having me as always. And if you're concerned that what we shared with you, maybe you've come across this, maybe you've had to take a loan, maybe you're an employer and you're worried that you're not doing enough to make sure that your employees are taken care of, or maybe making sure that you are fulfilling your fiduciary oath We'd love to hear from you. Reach out and Dennis or I could certainly help you or anyone on our Cordasco Financial Network team. You can reach us at 855-558-3500. That's 855-558-3500. Or send us an email at asksteve at cfnplan.com. That's asksteve at cfnplan.com. Folks, as you're listening and we head into the Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of what appears to be a very hopeful, optimistic, joyous summer season we're heading into, I'd offer and encourage you to remember that Memorial Day, while it's filled with barbecues and hopefully time with friends and family, it's also a solemn reminder of remembering those who have fought in duty and service to our country and spared their lives for the freedoms that we hold so dear. So please Keep that in mind as you're enjoying your family time and and remember the the true solemnity of the Memorial Day holiday. 
I'm John Walker. Have a great week. If you're interested in learning more about applying the principles we discuss to your personal financial circumstances, please visit Cordasco Financial Network at cfnplan.com.